For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive Hey, Ma, I think you might be muted, bro There we go. I guess my settings got reset. Let me run it back. <laughs> Welcome back to another Trap the Dive podcast post game edition. I'm in here with Dre, man, and AJ did the right thing today. You know, he didn't spend his time in the crib worrying about what Washington was doing when he knew they was going to lose, right? He went to the Baltimore game and saw a beatdown of the, the Ravens putting on what they put 50, they put 50 on the board against them Dolphins, bro. Ravens looking like them dudes, man. They looking like hey, them dudes. Man. Hey, running, running it up, bro. Still passing. Like I, I seen the, I seen the forty nine point. They, I didn't even peep. They got another turnover or something. I don't know, but they still throwing it. Either way, don't even matter. Because look, Washington falls to four and twelve. Um, currently right now, uh, I from what I understand, I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, right? But from what I understand is with Arizona winning, what a game, by the way. Shout out to them. Um, Rich Gannon, I, I said Rich Gannon, um, Gannon, whatever his name is, um, bro, he really, he must have really wanted that dub because he didn't, he didn't give a damn. He came back and and and, and pushed hey, someone. Bro. That's what they've been doing all season. Arizona been playing tough before Kyler yeah. Murray got back. Man, they was, I mean, you thought they were an easy win. Shit, man, you was walking out of that joint limping. <laughs> yeah, bro, that was that was that was true. I'll never forget that first that first drive or, or first half. I can't remember when when Sam Howe took that hit on the sideline. I said, "Oh yeah." I, it, who, who said? <laughs> I was like, "Who?" I was like, "Who said that Arizona was finna lay down this season?" They came in. They came in not even giving a giving a f. Um. Anyway, let's get the administrative items out of the way before we even get started. Appreciate everybody who's in the chat live. Uh, appreciate everybody who'll be listening. Uh, who will be listening and watching later. Appreciate y'all for checking in. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so as well. If you're on the Twitter side, Twitch side, appreciate y'all for watching as well. Same thing, follow. Uh, if you're on the Twitter side and you haven't gone to the YouTube side yet, make sure you do that. That's where you find the YouTube breakdowns and uh, the rest of the live streams too. Um. All right, so again, Washington gets smoked uh, by the, 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 um, the San Francisco 49ers. 27-10. And I, I shouldn't say smoke because at one point it was a close game, surprisingly. Um, I actually think that for, for what it was worth up until literally up until 
that first interception from Sam, I thought that he played a he, he played a relatively good game, um, given his his sequence, his five game sequence uh previously uh before before San Francisco. Um it it I, I guess it turns out as they expected. I don't know what happened to Christian McCaffrey and how he ended up leaving so soon or so early, I guess. Um, but but uh Washington from a a game standpoint will be quick there because we don't really care too much about it. From a game standpoint, um, shout out to B Rob. Uh, the defense surprisingly got off the field several times. Um, even though they put up 27, uh, it probably should have been a little bit more than that. <laughs> um, but uh you got to see some some people look alive, at least on the offensive side of the football, right? Um, even Deron Payne and John Allen Mason plays in the trenches. Uh, but you, you saw some people look alive on the offensive side of the football early on and not early on in the game. And I felt like Eric Bieniemy showed uh some type of rhythm that that showed me that there is something here. Um again, I'm not trying to paint a picture for a future with anybody here because I don't know. And I also think that the, the decision has been made after that five game stretch. And even after the 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 this turnover sequence where Sam almost threw three interceptions and back to back to back drives. Um right. But for the fact that they looked alive to some degree, um I just got to acknowledge that part because I think if we're being real, Dre, we thought that this probably was going to be much uglier than the actual outcome. I mean, yeah, we did think that. And I was actually a little surprised at how close they kept it early on. But then you kind of seen what the team is. It's a tale of two halves. We didn't score at all in the second half. I think all of the points came in the first half. Sam's best moments came in the first half. And then, you know, everything just kind of reverted back to what you've seen this team do when they go down. I mean, and then San Francisco just completely dominated that second half. I felt like once they went up double digits in this game, then the game was out of reach. I mean, that felt like a blowout to me because I just didn't feel like we're, we're coming back. And there was no Jacoby Brissett to come in and save the day for the offense today. <laughs> you know, Sam had to kind of gut this one out. Um, but I mean, yeah, and to your point, Sam, I mean, he played a good game. And you know, the up, thing is up until then. Uh, up until, yeah. yes. And that's the thing, even even to that point. I mean, it was good for Sam. I mean, but we're grading him on a curve now. You know, when he comes yeah. in. If he's not looking really terrible, this is pretty decent for him, you know. Um, but it also showed you too, you know, that he, he makes the type of mistakes that just really limits his ceiling. Like he, you know, yes, he can make some of the throws, he can, you know, he can he can make some wild plays in a sense, but then he just he sits there, he sits there too long sometimes. He he doesn't let the ball go. And today I actually thought the offensive line played pretty well. I mean, you know, we had that was yes. Yeah, like Trent Scott, man. I mean, that guy was pretty good on the corner. I mean, Sadiq Charles, all of those guys. I thought, I mean, shit, I didn't even really hear Nick Bosa's name called today. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't know if he had a sack. Chase Young didn't do anything. I wasn't expecting him to, but you know what I'm saying? But Nick Bosa's the guy. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, the team, they played a little bit better than, you know, they have in recent weeks. I did think there was a concerted effort by Eric Bieniemy in this game to kind of protect Howell a bit more than he has in the past, which is why you kind of seen those protections look a little bit better and give him more time. But even with that, sometimes he was still standing there in the pocket too long, flat-footed, looking around, you know, just – kind of locked in but you know it worked out for him because the protection was better today but overall man i mean hey <laughs> beautiful day in the neighborhood man you you know you still ended up losing you got one game left the cardinals won and right now we are sitting pretty with the number two pick baby yeah so help help me out well let me close the book on sam right quick um yeah, yeah i think i think that it, it was just interesting to see um like i think if there's 
traits that you can take away when you look at him um it's understanding like his his resolve um I, I think even in the, the second half right where he had that turnover in the red zone but you can't have um and then even the funny thing about that second interception is people are, are making I, it's, it's weird people are making the case that you know his head got hit which he did like there's no there's no excuse that his yeah. head got hit when, Still when a bad, bro. he threw the I'm about to say <laughs> y'all realize he whether or not his head got hit that's only keeping him on the field but he still threw the pass to the receiver that the DB had his eyes on like Lenore came he came off of a receiver to break on that football Sam didn't see that so he didn't see the DB breaking on the football so I just want to make sure that's clear that we understand that these were two bad decisions from Sam Howe um, and, and I think from from that standpoint of just like understanding that, I, I don't think that that those interceptions really deterred him. I think what those were, that wasn't even a confidence thing. Right. I, I honestly think that's just the, the actual type of player that he is. And that's kind of what you were saying, something like it's, it's just like how is who he is. And um, ultimately, uh, when you have a, a person in that situation, because it shows you how this how this first half. How this first half went, Brian Robinson had a hell of a game. I, I felt like, I mean, it's, it's undeniable. I mean, he had a, he had a really good game. He ran strong. He came back uh, after he missed what a couple games and uh, really helped out this offense, establishing some level of balance. Um, you only still had uh, 13 carries from your your running backs. It wasn't like something significant. Um, but at the same time, when you when you have a running game and running back in Brian Robinson, but also able to like take some of the pressure off of Sam, who only got sacked one time. Um, that's kind of where you're seeing, um, it, <laughs> like I think about the the the, the nearly the, the near third interception, like the off script thing. Sometimes it's getting them in trouble. There was also one earlier in the game where I look at it. Um, I can't remember. I can't was remember what the first result draft? was. Um, I, I can't remember was- what the result was, Dre. But he rolled out and he ended up throwing the ball like away, way too late, or he threw it to somebody. I can't remember what the result was, but he, he threw the ball. He got the he got rid of the ball way too late. Um, and it was almost as bad as a, a turnover or maybe a, a sack or something like that. I can't remember. I'll have to watch it again to kind of refresh my memory. But I just remember thinking, like, bro, like this is some of the things. Like, if you if you ain't got nothing, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Um, but anyway, point being, and reason why I wanted to bring up or close the book on Sam is just like these are like as as good of a game as I thought that he's had, relatively speaking. Uh, to be fair. Um, when we're when we're judging them on a on on a Sam scale, um, I think those are kind of that second half is kind of the part where you see like you don't know just yet if you're an evaluator. We ain't talking about from a fan standpoint because fans have made their mind up whether they want them or whether they don't or whether they're indifferent. Um, but an evaluator is like I seen 17 games of this man play football, right? And I'm not necessarily sure I can trust him to overcome his inconsistencies, bro. And and that's kind of what that second half was like. You you give them it, you give them the credit, and then all of a sudden you just got to take it away because you didn't because that stuff that stuff happened. That's but Jamal, the, um, for me to close the book, to add on to exactly what you just said to help make those evaluators make their decision even easier than personally I think it already is. The number two pick pretty much makes the decision for them. It is. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get into that. Um, everybody, uh, I'm sure like we, we did the one sentence takeaway thing on, on, on the Twitter uh as well, and, and everybody gave the consistency with, with that one. It's, it's thank you, Arizona. Um Caleb, matter of fact, Protech uh came through Tony. Uh Caleb Williams, here we go. Uh what do you think the, the Bears are gonna do with Justin Fields, bro? 
because he it's so weird they keep an Everflus and Justin Fields is cooking. Like, I honestly think I don't know because I'm still kind of like I, I don't really trust Justin Fields, like just me looking at him. I'm not worried about what Chicago does, but as a player, I don't really trust him yet. Like, I still think that uh he's he's a little ways behind in terms of uh as an actual quarterback. But like he has these streaks literally last week, last year he did it too. And this year he's doing it again where he's like hot towards the end of the season. They <laughs> No, I was just actually talking about this. Um, well, Ivan Carter, he used to cover the Wizards for the Washington Post and the uh, Redskins for a long time. We were just having this conversation about Kyler and Justin Fields, about how those guys should, you know, those teams should probably keep those guys. I mean, Justin Fields, if you look at what Lamar Jackson's doing in the NFL, even before this year, Lamar Jackson had questions about can he be a passer or a better passer. I mean, we knew he had the legs. And I think you kind of have that same conversation with Justin Fields right now. I mean, Justin Fields, he's almost as dynamic as Lamar is with the ball in his hands running. I mean, he's I think he's improving as a passer. And I do think Lamar kind of sets that benchmark for guys like him to say he can improve as a passer while we're still relying on his legs. And then you got to think about the thing with the Bears too. These guys have two – I mean, they're going to have the number one pick in the draft because obviously they're getting Carolina's pick. But I think that is the prime time or at least the one time I can honestly say you might have to trade out of that spot, number one, and rack up more picks. And they wouldn't have to trade up a trade out too far back. I mean, someone in the top five will probably want to come up there and get it. So they're they're not going to move too far back. And on top of that, they're going to have their own draft pick, which is maybe a top 10 to 12 pick this year. So you got two premium picks to kind of build around Justin Fields. I mean, I don't know about the you know relationship with him and Everflus and how you know that's going to work going forward. But I mean, they look like they found some kind of rhythm. And if I'm a Bears fan, man, I'm actually rooting for the team to keep Justin Fields at this point, and you know maybe looking to getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. and another big impact player in the top ten to twelve. You know, it just you know it just spawned in my head, man. We What's need that? to go ahead. We need to go ahead and get a. Uh, we need to get a, a Bears, Bears report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd we be great too. <laughs> we gotta do some digging, bro. We gotta figure out what they talk about over there, man. Because that made that look. Matter of fact, I'm on it. I'm on it, bro. We are gonna figure this thing out next week, hopefully. Um, see where they at, or maybe maybe as soon as the season ends, so we can kind of get an idea. Because they did secure the number one uh, pick, as you mentioned. And then right now we're battling back and forth with New England in terms of the number two overall and number three overall. Uh, but once again, shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, okay, so uh, so the scenarios. Um, matter of fact, who is this? Zim, shout out to Zim. He sent me a message. I'm gonna show this. So maybe everybody in the chat can help us out because I'm not the I'm not the I'm not the smartest person in the world. Um, and maybe Drake can even just help us out in this situation. Um, let me present my screen so we can see what this is. Um, okay, so here's our scenarios. Um, according to strength of what is this website is this um strength of, i don't know what the hell this is this is the site that everybody used to, <laughs> to figure yeah. out the draft order anyway root for the following <laughs> results to improve the commander's strength of schedule tiebreaker against the patriots stars indicate the weight of the game okay so for washington um to become the number two overall heading into week 18 um so miami was to win but they lost. You need the Chargers, the Chiefs, and and the Steelers to win in Week 17. But apparently, for those who are listening, um, the Steelers game has two stars on it compared to everybody else's one star. So that means that we really would like Seattle 
to lose this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the following week, week 18, it seems as if we have a few games that we got to root for. We need the Steelers. Basically, we need the Steelers to win out. Steelers got Baltimore in week 18. Um, Houston has Indianapolis, but Houston uh, has to lose that game. Green Bay has to beat Chicago uh, to close out. Vegas has to beat Denver. Um, and then the two-star game on our, our tiebreaker, strength of schedule tiebreaker, is the New Orleans Saints in week 18. So New Orleans Saints have to beat the Atlanta Falcons. What's up, Dre? No, I was just going to say, uh, this is all cool. I mean, this is this is what you're looking for and rooting for if you both lose out, you and the Patriots. But, however, here's something that this doesn't tell you that I really think is going to happen next week. The Patriots going to beat the Jets next week. They're better than – they're playing oh, better they got the Jets than, in the finale? They got, they got at home in Foxborough. They they play the Jets next week. And they, they are, they've been playing some of their best football all season. I mean, I know that's hard to say about a team that's only won four games, but they've actually been trending up later in the season. I mean, they just took Buffalo to the brink. They beat Denver on the road last week. No one expected that. And then, it, of course, like I said, they got the Jets coming to Foxborough next week. I do not see the Jets beating them. I mean, no, like I said, this is I, I'm still rooting for those results that you just put up there, but I good, really good. think that New England is gonna good win day. that game next week. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know. Yeah, hey, that's a hey, that's a hell of a point. I'm I'm glad you said that because I, I really didn't even think about who the Patriots play next week. So yeah. for them, for both of us to be going in, into week 18 at four and twelve. Um, so basically what you're saying is technically none of that will would matter if New England wins next week. Because they would have five wins. I mean, assuming we lose I mean, the Dallas, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's not too bad. What <laughs> NRC saying? We all, all we need is one. All we need is number one. We must lose two to Steelers win a day. New Orleans to win next week. Okay, and then obviously as what you said too. Uh, in addition to NCR. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Alex, I ain't you through three ints a day. I mean, come on, bro. What, I mean, look, brother. I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> are we surprised here? I mean, it's honestly, bro, like we talk about, we try to tell everybody um, who, who follow us and, and not necessarily saying Alex was, was a part of this group. Just generally speaking, the, the conversation about <laughs> the conversation about goddamn uh, Taylor Heineke was so manufactured. Like if, if anything has shown us about, either Sam or Taylor is like watching this year in two different environments. Uh, Taylor's in a much better environment given their circumstances. I don't understand what happened to their defense today, uh, but he didn't play a good game. Um, and then obviously Sam Howe in his environment, uh, like there is like a, a future that is hard to really envision them. Either one of them is quarterback number one right now. And especially if you get that number two, overall pick i'm gonna look for some quotes i'll get aj in here aj's in here for a second um he said nah for real i mean look we mentioned chase 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 young matter of fact you know what's crazy sam Howe got sacked one time and and i don't even think i think that one was a fluke wasn't it i don't know um i don't remember anyway i felt like that one sack yeah where he was trying to escape the pocket or something that he ended up getting sacked. i could be i'm thinking i'm thinking of sam darnold never mind sam darnold sam darnold fumbled the football and he got touchdown that was the fluke um, oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they only because Washington only got Washington only got one sack on the day. I mean, that's not very surprising at all. But yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the other side. Okay, let's get AJ in here. Uh, I don't know what his audio is finna sound like, but we're gonna give him a chance for a second. Um, and then we can we don't have too much else to talk about. But I'm gonna look for some wrong quotes or anything post uh post game and see what we can add to the conversation. 
uh, here in a second. Uh, but let's go ahead and get AJ in this thing. What's going on with you, big dog? How you feeling, bro? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, how was that? How was that game in person, man? Man, uh, it was pretty amazing to see how uh, uh, what's his name, Michael McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Ravens, how he game planned throughout the weekend, how they executed against Tua, uh, Tyreek Hill, and just the entire office of Miami Dolphins. Man, like them boys was firing, dog. Like the the same way we kind of like give a lot of credit to offensive guys. The same amount of credit needs to be given to Mike McDonald for what he's doing defensively from uh, game planning, scheming. Like, hey, Jesus, we don't like that one. That don't sound right. Pause. No, nah, I mean, that's what a lot of people called me growing up. Hey, Jizzle. Uh, <laughs> I don't even like <laughs> that, bro. I don't like that for you. Not today's, yeah. not in today's society. Hey, actually, <laughs> AJ, I was actually going to say, AJ, you mentioned Mike McDonald. I mean, that's been kind of a hot name being talked about for a Possible commanders head coach. What you think about that, AJ? I mean, from an ex, I don't know. I don't know him personally. Uh, I know how he is as a as a coach, just because. Uh, like one of my clients uh, played under him at Michigan. A um, couple other friends played under him at Michigan. Uh, they say he's a he's a solid guy, but I I don't know who he is as a personality, like hands on. Um, I think for me, any head coach and hire for any team or any any sport, it, it really boils down to also being a leader and being able to cultivate a culture and building out the right staff. Uh, so for me, it's not always X's and O's because I think if we just base it on that, uh, a lot of people should have been head coaches. 
<laughs> a lot of people should have been given those opportunities. And as we see around the league, that doesn't always make for the best um, head coach and tenureships with, within the NFL in particular. But, I mean, I think I think he'll definitely get an interview uh, when you put in the factor that uh, Washington's ownership got to spend time around that culture during the training camp process with the joint practices in Baltimore. Uh, you got the analytical guy, Eugene Sheen, um, that has familiarity with Mike McDonald. Uh, they're right down the street, come from a great organization. He's young. Um, I think he definitely gets the interview. I think, I think the process for hiring a head coach will be a lot of interviews. <laughs> I think a lot of guys are going to get to come to Ashburn and sit down with the ownership group and even go through virtual processes uh, with the ownership and whoever they hire as GM. I, I want to back what you said, though. Like, you made a really good point. What's going on, Monty? Appreciate you checking in, as always. I don't know if it was a home game today. I also don't know if that even matters. Like, hey, flood it. Come on, Niners fan. Do what you got to do, bro. Y- y'all having a good season. Maybe y'all make it to the Super Bowl. Who cares? I don't know. Um, But uh, to your point, AJ, I think what you said about uh, just generally, like, how a head coach should look like, I think that's ultimately, like, a great example of that is 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 looking in in Baltimore, like Harbaugh. Uh, you look at other like other places like Arians, Bruce Arians, and 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 those are the main two off the top of my head. Um, I'm a little bit outdated, so I mean, I guess we can all. I mean, Andy Reid, obviously, but like that's kind of like a goat. He a goat. Um, but you can look at you can look at how leaders from a head coach position. Obviously, you got to be good at what you do, but like trying to uh, and even Mike McDaniel's. Even though I, I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks. Um. I'm going to binge it. So to that to that extent, I know, AJ, you've been watching it uh, throughout the season. Um, but I, but I, from what I understand, Mike McDaniels has several moments where he shows leadership and shows what uh, 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 leadership from an actual uh, head coaching position looks like. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. But to that point, like I think there's so many different ways that you can be a head coach and how you can be effective. But I think if you can't have that balance um, – from understanding like what to do from an end game standpoint, uh, schematic standpoint, as well as being able to communicate effectively and like understand who your players and who your team is, then you cannot you cannot be severely deficient on either side. And that's kind of some of the things that we've been able to see. And also, I'm not even I shouldn't even I should have acknowledged it's not just about the players, too. Like you got to be able to lead your staff. Like you got to know how to how to handle these guys too, and communicate with the not handle, but communicate with the guys and and understand like the give and take in terms of what they want versus what's better or what do you think is best or, or however that stuff looks like in in between or in those meeting rooms in those conversations those detailed conversations right, but but to that point and the reason why I want to kind of add to it is because like you don't know what those you don't know what candidates that'll bring about when everything becomes official in a week from now. Or a little bit over a week from now, eight days from now, like we don't know who's that's going to bring in. We don't know who who all of it is going to bring in. We don't know what the the GM, the official GM, will look like. Um, we have ideas, and the same thing for the head coach. Like we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But I think that's the most exciting part, fellas. Is like when you look at Washington's current situation, um, you really have one of the best opportunities in a long time to get that structure that Washington needs and and you you got to find out or you you got to wonder like 
what Josh Harris's vision looks like. Um, while you can take a good guess at it, but you you gotta, I I can't wait to see what that looks like because that's probably the most exciting part is starting fresh, but also having the opportunity to do things the right way. Like it's 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 if they mess this part up, that's gonna be frustrating. Yeah, I mean you you definitely gotta get the GM and the head coach and uh, hires correct. You know, straight out the gate. Uh, fortunately for Josh Harris and and company, in comparison to other team, I mean other people that might become owners of a sports franchise, they they've done this with other organizations, so they kind of know what it looks like and what the process looks like. So, uh, of course, it's a different sport, but that's why I expect it to be a bit more titty, uh, tedious because you are managing a bigger amount of people. Um, so yeah, I mean I think. Like I said, Mike McDonald did a good job, but for me, it boils down to bigger than just X's and O's. Uh, it's about the leadership stuff, and you you said that you haven't watched any of the end season hard knock, but it's like for Mike McDon- uh, McDaniels, what you can see that is illustrated within the hard knocks is some people dream to be NFL players. Some people dream to be lawyers, doctors, um, <laughs> a whole bunch of different things, right? For Mike McDaniels, he literally dreamed of the day of being a head coach. So you see, you see that within his personality and how he goes about his work and how he goes about building out a staff, how he talks to the player, how how he engages, how he goes through the the weekly process. That's the one thing that I picked up from the inside of that. Like his ultimate dream as a little kid has always been to be a head coach. <laughs> you don't really find too many too many kids that aspire to be head coaches of, of any sport. But for him, this has always been his dream. It almost got altered, you know, being um, uh, addicted to alcohol, substance abuse in that, in that regard. But, you know, he still found his way. He also made a lot of, uh, he made a lot of relationships along the way, whether it be Denver, um, Washington, Houston, San Francisco, all those things have put him in position of where he's at right now. Uh, crossing paths with the Shanahan's being a ball boy, all those things. I mean, you'll dive into it deeper, but, you know, some people look at Mike McDaniels and be like, who is this quirky biracial guy? You feel me? But his whole life he's been preparing for this moment. Like, he's been preparing to be a head coach at, what, 36 years old? <laughs> like, he was even ready sooner than that in his mind. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where the interview process would get a bit – Interesting. A lot of people I know in the fan base, like Ben Johnson, I'm not impressed. I'm cool off that uh, if it were my decision. Uh, but overall, I think Mike McDonald and uh, even a couple other guys within the Ravens organization, you could definitely look to interview them. I mean, you look at John Harbaugh in Baltimore, man. Like, he's a special teams coach. He ain't no X's and O's. He ain't out there dialing up offensive plays or defensive plays. But he's built a hell of a culture there, and everyone on both sides of the ball get along with each other, and they have one common goal, and that's to get a damn Super Bowl. And for me, man, I'm honestly, I don't really like people keep asking me, you know, who are my preferences for head coaches? And I don't really have a preference, to be honest. I haven't really looked through the list of guys that are available like I have in years past, because for me, I can't even kind of grasp. I know I asked you, AJ, you know, what you feel about uh, McDonald from Baltimore, but I was just wanting to see your opinion on it. But 
I can't really get excited or name these guys until I know what we're doing at the GM spot. And I'm actually really I'm I'm very excited about that because, like I said, this is the first time, at least in my adulthood, that someone not named Dan Snyder will be choosing the makeup of this front office. And that's important, too, because Josh Harris, he's coming in. He doesn't really I don't know how many relationships he has, you know, with a lot of guys. But you got to imagine as a first time owner. I mean, he's had a minority stake in the Steelers, but you got to think he wasn't too involved in the relationships uh, building, whatever. But this is his first time really building relationships in this league as an owner in, in, the, in the NFL. So now he's going to go out there. He, I'm, I don't know if he's him and Eugene Shin are going to be conducting the interviews, if he's going to kind of hire a consultant service to kind of help him with the process. But to me, it's exciting because I feel like it's going to be real due diligence done this time. And it's not going to be a lazy search. Like I highly doubt this process is going to be done lazily. In fact, I think the process has already started, you know, probably a while ago, you know, as far as compiling names and, you know, guys that they, they, they want to target. Target. Obviously, the interview processes can't start until the divisional round of the playoffs. But you got to think, like I said, the process has started with the name gathering. But whoever they get at the GM spot, that's when I'm going to probably start getting a little bit more invested in the coaching thing. But, you know, the most important thing and what I love about this is the GM will be bringing in a guy most likely that's going to be sharing his philosophy and his vision going forward. And that's something I don't think we've seen here in Washington. I mean, I can't, I can't, well, at least not since Joe Gibbs 1.0 left, but ever since then it's just been, you know, a bunch of guys with conflicting agendas and the process was bad, but now you feel like this is the first time you're going to watch the process being done right now. I mean, for me, I don't even have a list of GM candidates that I, I have, you know, preferences for, but my thing is I would love to see them nab someone from a successful organization, somebody that's been doing it, you know, for years consistently at this level, you know, maybe some assistant GM from a 49ers or the Ravens. I know there's been a lot of talk that, you know, Harris kind of wants to model the franchise after the Ravens. And that's not a bad thing to do at all, especially in this area. If you want to compete with them, you got to think how they think, you know, because we are competing with them at this point for fan base and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to do that, then it's no problem going to model that. And that's actually encouraging to me. But I don't have a preface for the name. I just have a preface for getting it done right this time. Hey, man. Hey, Jay. Uh, so we we coming up with the idea. We want to try and do it next week or, or maybe um, the week after the season ends. <clears throat> We're going to try and get a Bears reporter on so we can kind of get their feeling on, on what they're thinking about since they locked up that number one pick. Uh, like, I don't. I don't know. Well, let me ask you, and then we can get up out of here because we don't we ain't got much to talk about. But what, what do we think? What no, what do you think? Because we gave our thoughts, Dre, Dre and I. Uh, what do you think about the, the Justin Fields situation in Chicago? Um, do you think that they and, and Dre Dre even suggested that they may trade out of that number one pick? Uh, which actually is a little bit scary, but AJ, what you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh I'm pretty sure that number one uh, seed is is locked in. I seen a couple of the highlights. Yeah, it's, it's official. They locked in. Or what Justin Fields was doing. I don't know if they won the game or not, but I think with Justin Fields, man, like honestly, just just knowing him as a player and 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 everything, he's not even really a runner. Like he don't want to run. Like he's running out of necessity. And the fact that he has that skill set, he rather throw the ball. I just honestly believe that they will keep Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think that he has any necessary, like, high value uh, on the trade market due to the fact of an option uh, that you might have to consider 
all those things. I think if you take that number one pick, you could trade back and, and add more weapons to your offense and your defense to help them out and, and truly build around that. Uh, I know I've seen this morning some talks about Matt Uberfuss might keep his job. I'm not believing that for shit. I believe that he still get. I still believe he gets fired. Yeah, they they went on a little run and they they looked better as a as a team, but still that man can't be the one calling the shots. If you truly want to see what you can get out of Justin Fields, uh, you have to be able to bring in a new voice um, as the leader of the organization, but also an offensive coordinator. And I'm not sure if, like, Matt Uberfuss could be in a situation. It's kind of like Ron Rivera. Like, could could Matt Uberfuss truly bring in the best high-quality OC if his job is pretty much on the line? No way in hell. Like, it, it would be hard to do because you must prove that you can get it done. If it's a new head coach, you get more opportunity. You got more time on your hands. Uh, so I definitely see them moving on from that that number one pick and trading back and, and, and trying their best to position themselves to, to still get a Marvin Harrison. Um, I guess from what I've seen in the chat, just being on here, it looks like Washington got the number two seed mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's like that's that that's the easy that's the easy swap. You can get more assets. You could possibly even get a player. Like I've been saying on here, I believe that Jonathan Allen will be involved in the trade package to get up to number one. I expect the ownership group, along with the GM, to go and get a Caleb Williams for on the field purposes that you know will prove that they are really trying to win and even off the field from a marketing standpoint, star power. Uh, yeah, like. I expect them to go up to number one, no matter where the final seeding ends up being. And especially if that's number two, <laughs> if you don't plan on taking a quarterback, I can get assets and a player for you to bump up from, from, from two to, for me to move down from one to two or even three. Hell yeah. Why well, wouldn't do that? <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at with the Chicago element. I don't think that they'll move on from Justin Fields. It just doesn't make sense. All right, man. Um, so for those who are listening, um, and we went through the exercise, everybody that's already in the chat. Um, but for those who are listening, this is from tankathon.com. They tweeted out this probably about 15 minutes ago. Uh, so the strength of schedule at the moment is commanders 0.51481, right? The Patriots 0.51493. Is literally that close. Um, so Washington right now does have the number two overall pick. It's crazy how like we're covering this, like <laughs> like it's the most important thing in the world right now, bro. But I guess it is. It is. It to, I might say <laughs> as it relates to Washington, it's it's the most important thing in the world, bro. Um, I see you hook. I mean, I'm not gonna do a comparison, but I mean, I'm 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 gonna look at. We ain't got no choice but to look at it. Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. So they both gonna get looked at. Um, but for sure, we're gonna we're gonna have the film sessions out there. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. Easy does it. No, nothing breaking news out here uh for, for Washington for the most part, man. So uh we will tap back in on two Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, either one. I'm yeah. trying, I'm, I'm I'm over here thinking like <laughs> Tuesday. We back on Tuesday, man. Yeah. Let's go ahead and recap everything we need to recap, man. And, uh yeah, that's it, man. Enjoy y'all Sunday. Hey, listen, happy new years to everybody. Um, and, and everybody that's 
because this is important, man. Everybody that's been tapping into Tribe of Dive for as long as you've been doing it, man. If you're a new fan, we appreciate you. Uh, like this stuff is a honestly, it's a lot of work, but like I enjoy it, and I appreciate everybody who show love, bro. Uh, Dre and AJ, y'all hear this from me all the time, so this ain't new. But I always appreciate you. I mean, I know AJ just stepped off. He he busy. I appreciate y'all for for being there from start to finish, man. Um, and everybody that's tapped in and supporting Tribe of Dive, man. Uh, we wish y'all a happy new year, man. Y'all stay safe today. You know, I'm about to go to the liquor store. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to I'm about to give me a little rim dog. You know what I'm saying? Turn up a little hey, bit. I'm I'm right with you, brother. <laughs> yeah, but listen, y'all be safe, bro. Uh, don't do don't if you got an Uber, bro. Uber uber man um yes, and, and, and be safe bro appreciate everybody hey, we need we need y'all here in the new year with us because new great things are coming for this franchise and we don't want y'all to miss it man like Maul said uber baby it is <laughs> man y'all be safe bro enjoy y'all sunday peace damn set huh watch him throw the ball we gonna pick it off you gonna let him hit the hole or you gonna cut it off you gonna play through fourth and longer you gonna punt it off your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap and Dive. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.